0: This is Hallway Digressions, Laughs, Rants, and Musings on Life and Culture from the Lakewood Park Bible Department. All right, welcome to Hallway Digressions, Episode 5. It's good to be with you again, gentlemen. Um, I have a funny story that just is from yesterday that just popped into my head. So I'm going to start out with this funny story to, to warm us up. And then, Brett, you can give us a, maybe a little bit of how Demons is going along. We'll, we'll progress from there. Are those um, demons progressing?
1: You mean my, ki- you mean my kids, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, of course, of course. Those those whom shall not be named, but yes. Um, <laughs> that's from yes. the Bible. Right? <laughs> so, so, Joshua, my youngest, uh, who shouldn't still be having this problem, but lo, he is still having this problem. Uh, he won't poop on the toilet he will only poop <laughs> when we put him down for bed for like nap time or <laughs> night time the only time we well, did
1: he, it's- you did say poop on the toilet it's good he's not pooping on it even though because i want to get it in the toilet right.
0: You know what? Yeah. At this point, I... I would even take close or nearby. <laughs> but... <laughs> so so sin,
1: sin in Hebrew means miss the mark, by the way.
0: Yes, he is a vile sinner in that regard. Um, so Lisa goes in to get him up from nap yesterday, and he's, and he's sitting in his bed with his finger up. <laughs> and, and Lisa goes, hey, Josh. And he goes, I have poop on my finger. But don't worry, <laughs> I won't touch anything. And Lisa goes, <laughs> okay, how long have you had poop on your finger? His response, for a thousand days. <laughs>
2: <laughs> a thousand.
0: One thousand. So apparently he's just been sitting that in was a bed long with nap. his with his finger raised for a thousand days. <laughs>
1: were, were those literal days or, or like were those, or were those, uh, Genesis? Yeah. I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh,
0: no, they were apocalyptic yeah. days, so just a great deal yes. of time. <laughs> yes,
2: yeah. yeah. That's what he meant.
0: A thousand years so, just
2: means a long time. Just like one,
0: yes. <laughs> yeah, so I just so read why... a story and I needed to, I needed to tell somebody <laughs> and this just seemed like a good platform to... To share that story, so,
1: I kind yeah. of feel like your son is now like in some way brothers with Nick. I mean, with,
0: uh, <laughs> right. they, they
1: share they share sorry. some kind of a, a bond. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. to our
2: I think he had the benefit of it being yeah his own poop rather than someone else's poop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, someone else, an,
0: an elderly he's, gentleman. Yeah, yeah. To our listeners who don't get that reference, go back up. and check check episode four and check that out um so brett uh you got that glorious new book michael heiser demons yes how's it coming along is that a hardback or is that a paperback
1: oh it's hardback it's hardback yeah Yeah, it's 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 one of those nice i don't felt type soft cover you know that's yeah texture yeah 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 yeah. how many pages feels really good well, this one Ooh, okay. is longer than his his one on angels, which is good. So um, I'm in the index right now. Yeah, when I got it, I was happy to see it was longer than angel his his one on angels. But it's uh two uh, sixties, so around two sixty eight. Okay. Yeah. So That's now, a- but the thing is, I was going to tell you guys with Heiser books, um, I'm not even that far in it because um, it's it's pretty thick reading. Uh, already because he gets so much into uh, theology, but, but not just theology. Um, also, a lot of uh, ancient Near Eastern study stuff and historical stuff, which makes it absolutely fascinating. So, so I'm not very far because, uh, well, here you go. I'll just show you an example. So you see, like, half the pages, (laughs) right? Half the page is actual text, and then the rest of it is is footnotes. Because Mm. you know, when you're long winded and you really like something, that's how you get away with uh, you know, putting everything (laughs) in there instead of who cares about being concise, you can just put everything in there if you footnote it. So that's right, right.
2: that should should speed up your reading, right? Because you can just skip over the footnotes, (laughs) no, (laughs) like half the page.
1: I you know what to, and and I'm I'm not even joking like after I read one of his books it's kind of nice then to read another book not by him because I <laughs> that I don't have to worry about stopping and and he he has several footnotes usually on each page so very yeah. thoroughly researched um but uh yeah right now uh so the first section is he is uh making his case that the old Testament does indeed speak a lot about demons or evil spirits. And he's going Mm -hmm. through and uh, giving us uh, multiple names that, that they fall under. And the one I was just reading, Oh man, this was, this was interesting. Um, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Now, now don't get me wrong. This is not, he's not getting into, well, he, he refers to some of the, the, intertestamental period jewish writings of you know some of the demon names and stuff like that but um he's 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 taking it from the old testament and showing how it's related to some of the other stuff uh going on so he gets a lot into uh ugaritic things akkadian of course um just fascinating fat if you love ancient near eastern history and and especially if you like you know uh supernatural and um the occult and stuff—it's—it's—it's it's, it's great, uh, but it sheds a lot more light onto uh, what what the Old Testament was referring to and what's going on in the Jewish minds when they're using certain terms. Um, and uh, definitely, if you haven't read any of his books, check out the unseen realm first. Mm. Uh, angels would be helpful as well. But anyway, so real—what I was just reading, really quick—he um, was getting into the uh, the passage, for example, where because uh, he's, he's going through different terms for evil spirits. And Azazel, uh, uh, yeah. I don't know in Hebrew, azazel, azazel, I don't know, something like that. Uh, anyway, so in Leviticus, we're talking about the scapegoat. So our translations will even just say scapegoat, uh, but he's making the case that that's, that's a proper name right there. Because mm. uh, the one goat for proper name Yahweh, the other goat for other proper name Azazel. And um, he ties it in then with some other ancient Near Eastern texts that uh, are really similar to that name and and things. So it's, it's, it's fascinating. And he he gets into the whole, uh, you know, territorial spirits and, you know, Michael, one of the chief princes. So one of the chief princes other, so there are other chief princes, you know, (laughs) kind of thing. So it's um, the whole divine council, uh, you, you guys know he's big on the the whole, like Elohim is simply uh, just a term for for one who is uh, who lives in the spirit realm or dwells in the spirit realm. He's really big on um, uh, the uh, the other nations. So outside of Israel, um, there are all of the other nations geographically are ruled by the different pagan deities of the Old Testament, basically um and Yahweh's inheritance is Israel and the other ones were divided up uh so um anyway he gets into uh what is it Deuteronomy 32 and very very fascinating but whoever's listening though um don't make the mistake though he's not saying there are other gods like on the same par with Yahweh Elohim lowercase g god so other in other words spirit beings um, all of which have maybe different rank and things, you know, in the angelic realm. Yahweh is the only ultimate necessary uh, being that was the uncaused cause,
0: all that kind of stuff. So, uh, yeah.
1: yeah, anyway, there, it's, it's, it's yeah. fascinating. I, I, I love it.
0: <laughs> yeah, sounds good. Sounds like a good read. Uh, so, fellas, last week we didn't – get into i I think too much i'm trying to remember about oh yeah because we started with awkward stories in ministry so we didn't really talk much about what's been going on at home so since the last time we talked about what's been going on at home uh the quarantine has been lifted in in some ways some things have opened back up we've uh been allowed outside of our homes without uh being shunned and and so i i guess i just wonder uh have you done anything exciting by yourself as a family have have you gone out and explored this brave new world
2: (laughs) (laughs) well i i don't know i think um we have spent a lot of time uh hiking we've uh we've been over to we're like i don't know eight minutes away from Bicentennial Woods. Mm. And uh, so it was just gorgeous. I didn't realize there was that awesome of a piece of land here in uh, Northeast Indiana, but Mm. uh, we've had a lot of time exploring there and uh, going through those trails. So, but we were able to do that, you know, before the quarantine opened up. Um, Maybe the biggest thing is just uh, my wife was able to get her flowers uh, for uh, Mother's uh, Day. Usually, we uh, fill out uh, the front of the house with uh, all of her annual flowers. So, we did a lot of uh, flower shopping the last two weeks. Uh, yeah. But that's just her and I, because you know the kids still can't go into stores and stuff. So yeah, so yeah. that's still difficult. But now let me let me ask a- you, Nick.
0: Yeah. So so we did some flowers too. Have you planted them or have you had to keep them all inside the house until it? Because the nights have still been getting cold. Did you plant them? Yeah,
2: we did uh, keep them inside, but just yesterday we planted them. So, uh, the first <laughs> good day, we're like, let's just get them planted. So, yeah. Yeah. If we have to, yeah. If we have to cover them now, we'll cover them, but it doesn't look like it. So, yeah. Nice. But that's yeah. wise, not the problem. So,
0: we had to keep ours in, in our living room as well, and my children named them. One of them, he, uh, Caleb, Caleb called one beanstalk because it's a, uh, um, I don't know, one that is like a tree type thing. See how much I garden, and then another one he called it. He called it green weed. Green weed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that the one you weren't
1: supposed to talk about?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, we'll we'll edit yeah. that out. We'll, we'll yeah. edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Brett, how about you? Yeah. You do anything fun, exciting?
1: Uh Exp- well, uh yeah, actually so we, we were able to uh I mean I, I guess we could have done some of this uh before the quarantine or during it rather, Uh, but just because of the nicer weather, you know, so we've, we've been able to get outside. So yesterday, um, I don't know about this being fun or exciting, but I was happy afterwards. I finally got my yard stuff uh, further, (laughs) I'll just say. So, um, you know, I was able to do all the edging and all that kind of stuff. And so it was looking pretty nasty. Uh, So I got that done. And um, Brittany, well, since Hadley just learned how to ride a bike, uh, Brittany has been on this big, uh, bike kick, I guess, if you want to say. And so she, um, even she had gotten me a bike like l- a couple years ago or something for my birthday. And it's just been kind of sitting in our garage. <laughs> just, I forgot about it. I feel bad. Uh, but, uh, she, she got that all fixed up, put new tires on it. Like she was doing this for me <laughs> and, uh, so yeah yesterday we went out and uh, went on a family bike ride and that was that was a lot of fun so uh so That's much fun. so yeah now i'm kind of like feeling that whole bike fever thing and i'm i was searching online last night uh for bike stuff and accessories because you know i want to get off of the elliptical every once in a while and do some cardio on the bike and so uh, uh yeah. now that it's nice weather so yeah thought about hitting up uh Dan Painter, you know, and asking him some uh some some tips. He's he's pretty into <laughs> yeah. that whole cycling world. So, yeah, fun. Uh, yep.
0: Nice. Nice. We I so I, I threw out this question to you guys um and then I realized that I don't have anything to contribute. <laughs>
2: we, <laughs> we haven't
0: gone we haven't gone anywhere. I I Hell, I yeah. just figured like I would that was something if I thought about it, but we really haven't. We we did get flowers, but we got them from Costco, and we've been going to Costco this whole time. Um, but I suppose what's what's new is uh, the office has opened up, and I'm in it Monday through Thursday. So Woo-hoo. there's not a ton that I can do here <laughs> that I couldn't do at home. Right. But... I will say I do have a class coming up in June and I do have quite a lot of reading and writing that I need to do. And it is quite quiet here, which is not the case back at home. Um, you can read a a, a paragraph and then, uh, have, (laughs) I don't know, Josh walking in and, um, tugging on my leg or something like that. So the, the the amount of work that I'm able to get done here for schooling has been really great. So I'm grateful for that. Definitely grateful for that.
1: You know but, what you just said? Um, I'm reading as I'm reading Heiser right before we started. So I'm trying to, you know, make it through a page in an hour already because <laughs> of all the footnotes. And then yeah. uh, Hadley comes yeah. in with her, her tablet and uh, she has been playing through one of the Lego Batman games on her tablet. And so she come, when she gets stuck, she comes in. And so I take a break from my theology reading and I get to you know play Lego Batman for a while and try uh, to figure out yeah. some of the stuff she's nice. working through. So <laughs> yeah, yeah I, so it, it's kind of a cool interruption, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah the interruption is nice. I get a bit stir crazy sitting for too long, so after an hour and a half or so, I need to walk around the building but I started going down to the weight room because nobody's there. So I kind of like just set it up just for me. <laughs> so that's nice. Yeah. To just to meander over there. So it's no one else. You don't else have else to re-rack your weight. <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. I'm breaking all the gym rules. <laughs> I don't yeah, care. That's so, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, well, we hey did, fellas, uh, you... go ahead.
2: Oh, I was going to say, uh, I'll give a shout out to, uh, uh, I think it's called uh, Rustic uh, Woodwork Creations or something like that. Um, Ooh. Uh, you know, remember Leah Sprague?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Her,
2: her parents have a woodworking um, business, and uh, we wanted to order this entertainment center online, uh, uh-huh. but the guy was in Texas, and um, it would have cost us, like, double the price just to ship it. It would have cost us yeah. like $200 just to ship the thing, you know? Uh, uh-huh. So they made us, we sent the pictures and they made us this custom, custom uh, entertainment center I can show you here. So oh, uh, that's, that's uh, yeah, nice, nice little corner piece there that fits right in the yeah. corner. Yeah.
0: Hey, yeah, corner piece great. too. That is space efficient. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. It was pretty and, nice. Um, pretty awesome. So,
0: uh, now, Nick, can I ask you? Uh, do you think we're at this place in our relationship with them uh, that we could call them a sponsor? Sounds like they're throwing Ooh, some, I, I don't know. Well, they <laughs> some swag at you, <laughs> right? And right. So, I'm
2: I'm throwing them some uh, some uh, sponsorship here. So uh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So we're saying their name on our on our booming podcast, and so <laughs> thousands of, thousands of hits are going to be coming their way on their yes. on their website. Oh yes right once <laughs> they,
1: they custom- find out this is episode five i'm right, sure they yes. they won't
2: be able to resist
0: <laughs> five <laughs> episodes
2: custom woodwork made just for you
0: Ooh, <laughs> that was a good that was a good promo yeah yeah okay well good yeah think business is taking off guys and um it's good it's good to have a, a nice little side hustle for us since we have some extra time on our hands and so uh so the q a it just keeps coming in here more and more um so let me throw a couple of these questions at you guys and then um maybe we can save 10 minutes or so for our main event topic so we'll just kind of whip through these i don't think that they're going to take too long to um touch on um Mm. but here's here's the first one uh I just opened the second one which I suppose could have become the first one but here we go. And this is this is from an email that I don't know who the author is. Um, perhaps this is perhaps this is our Italian reach coming back to us here. Ooh. Maybe we threw out that shout out last week and they decided they wanted to have a deeper relationship and interaction and send us a question. So here's here's what what I presume to be our Italian following asking us <laughs> In Ezekiel 26, there is a prophecy that Nebuchadnezzar will obliterate Tyre. However, Nebuchadnezzar loses the battle against Tyre. Ezekiel even confirms this response. I like that. That's a that's that's a uh, you you have the question, then you have the demand for a response. I like that. This is <laughs> yeah. it, it, what this say is, you. This is saying get down right. to business, fellas. so um is that even is is that that kind of italian
1: characteristic there too very just forward and
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah right right (laughs) at least jersey italian is but i don't know (laughs) um
0: so so what what do you guys have to say in response to this
1: well i first i uh i i've always called it tear and i'm sorry you were saying when you were saying tire i was thinking there was actually uh and some of the students are aware of this, there was actually a movie made <laughs> called Rubber. And uh, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Not <laughs> it, it, at all. The, the, the story, I've never watched it, so I'm not necessarily condoning it. I saw a trailer for it because I was like, I can't believe this is real. It It is about a tire that goes around and kills people. <laughs> a tire that goes around and like so yeah anyway so when you were saying (laughs) tire and destruction i my mind went there so sorry
0: imagine being in the production crew of that movie like guys i got an idea let me spitball something at you here tell me if you think it's gonna work tire that goes around killing people and you're sitting there saying yes "Yes, i think we can sell that (laughs)
1: Like, I think I heard that in, at some point it was in somebody's like bathtub or something. <laughs> like, yeah, well, not only but but Luke, not only is he like, I've got this idea, but who wants to throw money at this? And the fact that they did, they spent money, and yeah, it. and then they decided well, to call it rubber on top of this. Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> well, okay, <laughs> so so I. <laughs> go ahead
2: uh I was just going to say, I think uh whoever uh submitted this question should really take the time to read up on this passage because it is a fascinating example of fulfilled prophecy down to yeah. every minor every minor detail because it says that many nations will come upon tire, which is exactly what happened. Um, and Nebuchadnezzar would be the one who would attack the the mainland Tyre, but the sea there was another you know sea uh city of Tyre that was out um a little ways from land, and so it's very interesting um how specific this passage is because it changes in the midst of the passage from he Nebuchadnezzar to they and so um quite correctly right he was not the one to completely destroy it but uh Ezekiel 26 says that many nations would come against Tyre and that's exactly what happened um mm-hmm. so you know Alexander the great was the one who ended up scraping the mainland city rubble into the ocean right mm-hmm. to make the the uh, causeway to attack the um mm. to attack the uh, island city so I think if you really look in this with a, with an open mind and open heart that, uh, it's amazing how specifically this prophecy is actually fulfilled when you look at those details of the passage. Um, so that's good.
0: Brett, anything you want to supplement to that?
2: Yeah,
1: I totally fully agree. That's, uh, um, it's incredible, and and the the many nations I think was was back in verse three. So at the the very beginning of the entire discussion, right? Uh, it it sort of um, predicates everything on that that it's going to be many nations, and then it starts to give some detail and it talks about Nebuchadnezzar. And if you look at um, some other, uh, if you look up historical. Uh, articles about what you know what did happen um yeah Nebuchadnezzar II came against the the city and and it sounds like the the city had done such a great job at uh, barricading their walls um it sounds like they weren't able to the Babylonians weren't able to fully penetrate the city um however uh what Nick was just talking about um another uh sort of uh, settlement I don't I don't know if I can't remember if it was an island or or where where it was at but that was uh, a remnant of Tear. actually I think what I came across was that it uh the reason why it was even there to begin with was because of the first attack um from the the Babylonians and it's um one of the sources I had read said most of the people or not obviously not most but many of the people fled and and left th- the main city of Tyr just kind of there. (laughs) And so when they fled, they sort of set up another settlement in that uh, and that's what Nick was talking about then Alexander coming along. And 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 not only that, you said waves, uh the very ver the 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 the, I think that's right in verse three. It said it talks about waves uh, like of the ocean, but it's talking about different nations coming and you know one wave does this, the next wave then comes and does this. And so yeah, it's pretty fascinating passage. It's a great question, but yeah it, it it's one of those questions that causes us to look more carefully at the text and just as dr soto would always say at grace there there is no um uh there 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 really is no substitute for a careful reading of the text mm. and uh, yeah. when we do that we see okay there there's okay. no contradiction here um it, the, the it was actually right and it's historically accurate as well but before it happened. <laughs> so yeah. when it historically happens, uh, we see that, and, wow, it was right. It
2: probably- Yeah. And to speak to your specificity of the, of the text, you know, it starts out, it names Nebuchadnezzar, and then it goes, he will do all this until verse 11. And then verse 12, it switches to they. Mm-hmm. Well, well, why? Because it's referencing the other nations that would be doing this, right? And so, it would not be and after that is I will make you a bare rock. You will be a place for the spreading of nets. So it wasn't until after Nebuchadnezzar's attack that that would happen. So it even shows you when you read the text carefully that he would not be the one to do that. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. what amazes me about this is that people say, well, this is a unfulfilled prophecy because there's a, a tier or today, right? There's a city there today. Well, just because you build another city and name it the same thing doesn't mean it's the same city. Like I, <laughs> it just seems ridiculous to me. So, but you can yeah. see the ruins of, of the city and what happened that it was destroyed. So. Yeah. Mm,
0: yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's cool. good. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, let's, let's move over to uh, question two here. Um, question two is, this, I have two questions that go hand in hand. First off, is supporting people in the LGBTQ that are friendly, family people uh, that you work with, etc. Um, there's some there's some grammatical errors in this, and so track along as best as we can here. Um, in their beliefs, wrong, going to be a gay wedding and whatnot, and also if they do fall under this category, can they still go to heaven? But still fall under one of those categories. So there, there we have it. <laughs> um, trying to decide what the what the question is. There, um, I said to you guys. How'd you guys read it? Is it? Yeah, I it think one like, of the elements is: like, is it wrong to go to a homosexual wedding of someone? Is that what yeah. you're getting?
1: Yeah. Yeah. They, I'm looking at it right here and it says, uh, um, is supporting them that are friends and family, people you work with, etc., cetera, in their beliefs wrong. Okay. So, so if we just, cause I, I wanted to ask this person cause we kind of need some defining here. What does yeah. it mean to support them? But, but, but it seems like he goes on to unpack it in their beliefs so going to a gay wedding and whatnot um that would be the one question and then if they fall under this category can they still go to heaven i I think maybe the person means if they fall under the category of embracing it and and living it out i guess because if they're having Mm. a wedding i don't know that's that was my my, my
0: interpretation right yeah okay so, uh, we'll we'll operate off that premise. Uh, what would your initial responses be to this? Because I feel like it's a fairly common question too, uh, increasingly so in our day. Definitely.
1: Absolutely, I think, um, and I'll I'll uh, I'll start off. I guess I th- I think um, I would maybe tell this individual that, uh, well, first of all, I would have a discussion about supporting them in their beliefs. Um, what does that mean to support somebody in their belief? Uh, does that mean I am affirming that said belief is true? Uh, so I'm, I'm trying to look at uh, some other avenues here. Like, so if I support somebody who is um, a, a Hindu, if I support them in their belief, um, that would seem to sound like I would agree with them or, or be uh, sort of going along with their belief in Hinduism, something that I, I would argue that I would know to not be true or correct or right. Um, so so going back to Jesus's example, um, he, he never supported wrong belief uh, ever and and uh he he doesn't with us either right so um so if 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 this means to support them in their belief that homosexuality is god's design and god's best um i would say no i wouldn't support them in that or affirm them in that however i i i feel like the 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 whole going to the gay wedding and stuff like that might fall under a different category and, and here's why I say that, um, because usually, and I, I try to do this in class as much as I can for our understanding, because it seems like we, we could fall into two ditches here. One extreme ditch when it comes to the LGBT uh, discussion could be, we're totally, we totally embrace it. You know, love is love. Uh, the other extreme would be um, that's... The worst sin, and they're going to burn in hell. You know, you know what I mean. It's just, and right. and I feel like in Auburn, Indiana, we we tend to maybe fall in that ladder ditch there, where it's just, oh, so and so's gay, therefore they are, you know, the devil incarnate, kind of thing. And so, I I, tr- I try to help bring uh, some balance to that. And um, so what I, the way I do that is, I try to plug in a different uh, sin of sexuality. Okay so so where I'm going with all this is um what if one of my family members uh cheated on his wife and uh then they got a divorce and then he goes and marries the the woman that he cheated with would i go to that wedding um you know i <laughs> mr d so i you know i i don't know or uh i i think you know i In the past, in the past, there was a family member where something like this happened and I refused to go. Uh, But now, um, I don't know, I might. Um, Or if uh, I guess if it were a a, a wedding that was a believer getting married to an, an unbeliever you know i wouldn't perform it but would i go to it i i don't know i i might i think so i so when it comes to the homosexual wedding um i i i guess what i would do is i would want my friend to know where i stood on it and that and why i i, I disagreed with that lifestyle um but because they are my family member or my friend you know i i i still love them and i'm not going to uh, you know, just totally break the relationship off or whatever. So, mm-hmm. so I could, I might go, but, but only if I, I guess I had that discussion with them because I, I wouldn't want them to misunderstand me going. Uh, it means I am um, affirming that what they're doing is good or right. Or, or I I don't know, I guess those would be my initial thoughts.
0: Yeah. yeah I, I think I, I, I think as I hear this question, you, know, you get some of, these, some of these really general questions and they ask you to take a stance. Um, one of the difficulties is that there's not, oftentimes there's not a cookie cutter clean answer that you can give. You can say particular truths, but these truths are being lived out in a particular context with particular relationship, with particular history, with partic- particular hopes. And so how do, I, how do I stand firm on convictions? Because I think that's something we could agree upon. Um, and how can I navigate speaking truth in a context of love and grace, um, communicating that I will not abandon them because of their perhaps particular sinful choices in the same way that God doesn't abandon us, even though we remain sinners as well. And so I, I think there's just a lot of nuance and a lot of uh, particularity that I would uh, that I would want to interact with to make the best decision in a given context. Um, mm, that's good. But yeah, Nick, anything you would throw in? Throw in there?
2: Yeah, I I agree with Brett and the distinction that he's made. Whereas you know, this is not the you know the unforgivable sin, and that this falls under the category of, you know, sexual immorality. That homosexuality is is uh, just as sinful as, you know, uh, adultery or any other form of sexual or, you know, or sex before marriage. So, um, in in that way, they are equal. Um, I think I would differ in the fact that I don't think I would go to the wedding because I think the wedding itself is a celebration. Well, why are you there? Because these two people are, are getting married, but technically they're not, it's not marriage. Just because we've changed the definition of marriage to fit what we want it to be. Doesn't mean it it makes it a marriage. Um, In the same way, just because we've defined or changed the name of a, of a baby in utero to fetus does not mean it it is no longer a baby um, so I think in the same way I think to go and celebrate this this occasion I, I could not do but I would talk to this person and say listen I I love you I care for you but as a Christian I, I just don't feel like I can go because of the celebration of something that I fundamentally disagree with Um, And and God fundamentally disagrees with. So I think I would have that conversation with them and say, listen, you know, I'm no no better than you. You know, this is what God says about it. You know, so I I need I think we, you know, we elevate homosexuality to some to some, uh, you know, like I said, unforgivable thing when it's when it's not, you know, Paul Mm -hmm. says, you know, in Corinthians and such were some of you and he includes homosexuals in there, but you were washed. So um
0: yeah yeah Yeah. So what you're saying is
1: i would go with the uh i would go with more of the jesus approach and love them and you would not is what you're saying (laughs) (laughs) i I, i'm kidding i honestly though you you saying that both of you and uh for for those of you guys listening so outside of our recording we're always talking with one another about how this is edifying for us and yeah. how much we enjoy this and so both of what you guys just said were were i think great points and and i fully agree mm-hmm. and so yeah it, in fact nick you saying that you know that i kind of feel like yeah oh, that's i probably shouldn't go then too because that that's a great point so yeah um, definitely yeah.
0: definitely yeah oh good good stuff good stuff uh, last one here, and we just um, have maybe a couple minutes to wrap this up, and then maybe we'll table our main event for next week. Um, but here's here's the last question to throw out here. Um, and th- this question is actually coming, not from a student, but from my wife's Bible study. Uh, mm-hmm. Another lady in her group threw this question out there. And uh, so whenever questions kind of get, thrown out there lisa lisa asked me got <laughs> them but i said i said <laughs> number one brett's got the perfect book uh to answer this <laughs> number two yeah. i said i said this sounds like this sounds like good content for the podcast plus i'm now going to uh get some more following for us procure some more following by tapping into this mm, bible study here so yes this is uh This is just being savvy. Podcast savvy is what we're after. (laughs) Mm. But here's the question. Um, The question was in Mark chapter five, Jesus um, heals the demoniac um, with that uh, abundance of demons called legion. And he, he casts them into uh, the herd of pigs who then go and fall off the cliff and die. Why did Jesus Mm. Send Legion into the pigs. What are well, some? Of the, bacon. What a waste of bacon! <laughs> Unless they went down there and, yeah. and butchered all those puppies. <laughs> That's right. Maybe That's it's right. an abundance yeah. of bacon.
1: <laughs> uh, it was marinated with salt water, though.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Like, this is extra salty.
2: Oh boy. You know, I well, yeah. <laughs> I I I think and I you know, I had to like read up on this when the question came out when you sent it to us because I I don't know, maybe uh I just said, "Oh, okay. What's no big deal. Jesus sent, uh the demons and the pigs." Um so I guess I've never had that thought like, "Well, why?" you know. Um uh, cuz the demons asked and Jesus let them. So, uh, I don't think, I don't think ultimately we know why do we like the text doesn't say. So I, I guess I want to preface this answer with, you know, I think anything we say is speculation, um, <laughs> because we don't know, you know, ultimately, I mean, I read something that, uh, perhaps Jesus did to show the true nature of, of the demons that they destroy, um, and uh, that's ultimately what they do to people. Um, uh, so perhaps it was to show the destructive nature of demons. Um, you know, they were in the land of the Gentiles, so there was no real, you know, law against them having a herd of pigs. If they were in, in the, you know, in Israel, and they. We're doing that. You could see that as a judgment on their sin. Ultimately, you could see that as a reason why Jesus did it, but that doesn't hold because he was in the land of Gentiles. Um, so I don't, I don't ultimately know <laughs> besides that.
0: Yeah, no, those, those yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I read a couple different commentaries. They all said different things. Um, but Brett, uh Go mm. ahead and, and give us the answer from Michael Heiser here. Expert, well. <laughs> the, the <laughs> resident, well, I, expert. I just want to
1: preface. I want to preface my my answer with, uh, unlike what Nick just said, I do know. <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> I do Did have you? the. Did you have to ask somebody for that information for special well, information? It was a group uh, <laughs> via did Ouija they, board. So. Did, yeah. Did the answer come to you at night? You know, in the, the spirit, spirit board, board told back me. Of your neck. Uh, <laughs> when
0: I, yeah.
1: Well, I yeah, I you know, I it is a fascinating passage, and uh, I I I feel like we can get a lot out of it. Mm. Uh, as far as just the, uh, the, the nature and reality of the demonic and spiritual warfare and things. And, um, uh, so I, yeah, it, but, but I, I agree, Nick, it's, it's kind of like, we, we have to go into speculation. Um, I, I think we can come up with some good guesses and things, but, mm. um, so just a few different things I've read about it, the, a uh, few different, uh, approaches, um, and uh i feel like even heiser at some point may have said something about uh this but uh the demons being disembodied uh by nature perhaps want a physical body to be in um, i seem, don't know
2: if that does seem yeah. like their nature right they they want to yeah
1: yeah uh to possess and you know i i don't know that could be that could be um another uh approach I've read is that um whenever Jesus would cast out a demon, um then the demon would be expelled and have to go to Hades and await in chains, await for the judgment. And so um now again it's speculation, but where they're coming from is well, what do they say right away? They're like, have you come to torment us before the approved time? And so what's the approved time? Well probably the great white throne judgment. And, uh, they're kind of like, Hey, we're not, it's not time yet, which is another fascinating fact though, is they know what's coming. Um, not because they have an inherent omniscience, but, um, uh, because they know scripture, um, they know ultimately what their end's going to be. And, uh, so they're, they're talking about some kind of a judgment that's coming. And so, um, they beg Jesus, let us go into the pigs rather than send us to time out in Hades. Uh, where the sons of God of Genesis six are, <laughs> which right. that, that's the view I go with. But anyway, right. So, uh, so that I don't know about that. That's speculation. Again, it could be.
2: Could um, it? Could it also be like you know Jesus tells that story of like when a demon goes out of a person, he tells us then he comes back and finds it all ordered, finds the person ordered and swept up. Right. He tells the story, and then what does the demon do? But go out and get more buddies and then uh because basically there's been no spiritual difference in the person's life the demon has just come out there's still an unbeliever they're still spiritually dead but here you already have right these you know legion of demons so perhaps it was better to send them into the pigs so that they wouldn't then again possess a person I, you know i don't know that was one thought i had but that could be i don't know yeah that's a
1: good point i I, I think uh, you you're, you guys already kind of touched on it. Um, either way, regardless, so they, they're the ones who ask. Like you guys said, they wanted to. Um, and Nick, you had already mentioned something about um, – just what do demons do their nature what yeah. so so Jesus permits them he permits them to go into the pigs and what do they do right away they kill them <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like that's they're they're just and and pun intended hell bent on death and destruction right yeah. and and they that's that's all they do and that's all they know now that may have been their free will choice to do that but look at what Jesus you, how he uses this all right, because they go and they, they die. And as you said, Nick, this is the Gentile territory. Well, let's read the rest of the passage. What happens, the, the townspeople come back. And this is, my, this is probably my favorite part of the passage. The townspeople come back. And if you read the Mark, it's in the Mark 5 uh, version. Um, it says that they found, they saw the guy who was demon possessed, yeah. fully clothed, sitting. And then it says, in his right mind. Okay. And so here is the one that, that they witnessed firsthand. I mean, they were putting him in chains. Uh, He's living amongst the tombs and and death and they're putting him in chains. He's breaking him. He's just, he's crazy. He's dangerous. People just stayed away from there. They saw it with their own eyes and now with their own eyes, they're seeing that this incredible dark and disturbing and scary power that they saw manifest in this guy now is gone, and uh, and and look at what their response was. Yes, they were right. afraid.
2: They right. they were afraid and they, because they and see, they asked Jesus to leave too. Right? Yes, it's like they get out of our country. Like, why wouldn't you say this is the Son of God? Like, yes. I mean, right. it's like it's like they were afraid before. So think
1: about it. Yeah, demons are scary and stuff, but we think that's scary. We think that's power. Look at the power of God. And the fear that it struck, and I mean, here, and, and, and let, let, on a personal note, I know we got to kind of wrap this up on a personal note, just uh, in my past and struggling with some severe, you know, depression or anxiety and those points where it's like, those are some of the scariest moments when you feel like you are no longer in control of your your thoughts and, and, and things like that. You know, I, I looked at that passage and where it says that he was sitting there fully clothed and then... Mm-hmm. He key, key phrase in his right mind, Like, yeah. oh man, here was this guy yeah. that was in this impossible situation and 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 Jesus fixed it, certainly he can fix what's going on with me, yeah. you know yeah. Kind yeah. Of a Amen. Thing. so so yeah. i Amen. yeah, so anyway, there yeah, a lot of thoughts in there, but
0: that's good, that's good i think I think just two very clear things, even though you can't why why the pigs, I don't know, um but it definitely seems. Uh, that there is um, fear of the coming judgment of Jesus. And we see Jesus restoring that which is broken and corrupt. And so all the specific details we could speculate on, um, but there are definitely some, some obvious takeaways that should really be an encouragement and an affirmation to us in our faith. And so with that, uh, we probably got to wrap up so um, we can get on to the rest of our days. But uh, next week, we'll handle handle our, our main event that we had for originally scheduled for today of whether we should stay quarantined or whether we should get back to normal. What should we do as Conservatives, I mean, ex- as Christians. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just joking. Yes, I need more our, uh... time
2: to discuss that. So I'm looking forward to <laughs> yeah. that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll uh, we'll get that in episode six, coming next week. Um, but that's all we have for today. Take care.